Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 44 10,000 Hours is Just the Start. Uh, that quote came from Mr. Beast, who is a highly acclaimed, um, highly viewed, the most viewed YouTube star pretty much of all time so far. And of course, 10,000 Hours was made popular by Malcolm Gladwell in his book Outliers. And in a um, an article that Malcolm wrote, he said, for 40 years or 40 years ago in a paper, an American scientist, Herbert Simon and William Chase drew one of the most famous conclusions in the study of expertise. There are no instant experts in chess, certainly no instant masters or grandmasters. There appears not to be on record any case, including Bobby Fischer, where a person reached grandmaster level with less than about a decade's intense preoccupation with the game. And they said they would even estimate that some would actually take anywhere between 10,000 and 50,000 hours. And then there was a, another gentleman, John Hayes, who looked at 70, let me see, it was about 73 composers, 76 famous classical composers, and nearly all of them took a decade um, to write their best piece, uh, with the exception of three. Two of them did it in nine years, one did it in eight years. And so he went on to say that achievement is talent plus preparation, but the 10,000 hour research reminds us that the closer psychologists look at the careers of the gifted, the smaller the role innate talent seems to play and the bigger the role preparation seems to play. So I want to talk about that. Um, You know, think about that again. The smaller the role innate talent seems to play, the bigger role preparation seems to play. I have been involved in digital for nearly 20 years. Now, in some ways, I had to chase the market because I, at my age, I started very young, but I had to grow up with the concepts being made, not gr- not um, grow up with them already existing. So there was, there was that interesting dichotomy for me learning anything internet related. And internet, that could be, you know, anything from the software side, the hardware side, you know, technology right now um there were certain areas that i had to also decide on where i wanted to give my majority focus and um i what i also want to express is when we think of hours ten thousand hours you cannot think of well if there's a 40 hour work week and let's say you really do work all 52 weeks in a year which most people don't but let's say you do um that's 2080 hours a year but a 40-hour work week might entail you doing a multitude of other things. There's nothing that says that in that eight-hour workday, if you do an average eight-hour workday, and you know it's um, possible you do more, some do less. It just depends, right? Time is a whole new concept for a lot of us and how we're actually managing it. But let's say um, in that eight-hour day, you may only actually there was once a study that um, of productivity, only two and a half hours of those uh, eight-hour days in a corporate environment are actually being used. So corporate environments are already we can already excuse that because you are actually doing multiple things. Um, but this is the idea of ten thousand hours: is that how many deep work hours are you putting in, which in any given you know case like a Kobe Bryant, uh, God rest his soul, you know, who would be on the court, you know, at 3 a.m. 
and eventually leave at like maybe 10 p.m. at night, but he wasn't on there the entire day. He'd have like two or three hours, then two hours and three hours, and he'd split it up, right? And even then, you know, that still took some time, right? Because there's other things that come up. So I wanted to give you my thoughts on 10,000 hours because I think this is a really important conversation. Um, and it was also, it was very cool. My 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 mom, um, she had contacted me a couple weeks ago when she started reading Outliers. And she calls me up and she says, and I hope she's listening to this episode, she says, I have a question for you. And I said, yeah. She goes, this current like run that you're on, like when you started doing all the stuff for yourself online, what year is it? I said, what do you mean? What year is it? And she said, well, like how many years have you been doing this? And I was like, oh, like nine. She goes, oh, thank God. (laughs) I said, okay. And she said, well, you know, um, you know, they say that it takes about 10,000 hours or nine to 10 years. Uh, and I, I started laughing and I said, oh, you're reading outliers. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I am. I said, no, I, I get it. And she said, yeah, you know, so a- any minute now, um, I thought it was a really great story. It was very sweet. Um, she was very excited. And I think it was just because, you know, she looks at a lot of the work that I do and knows that it, it takes a lot of time. Um, you know, all the writing, all the content, um, all of this that I'm doing with you guys, with the podcast, this is my second podcast, just in general, learning to constantly be a better writer, learning to be a better producer, learning to be better at sound, learning to be better at research. All of this stuff takes time. And so that's why I wanted to talk about 10,000 hours because um, I, I had several points, but because everybody's in a rush. I don't want you to be in a rush. I want you to be diligent. I want you to be intentional. I want you to be curious. And so uh, here are a few points that I want to discuss. It was um, number one, number one, innate talent is good, but practice is better. Michael Jordan was um, told when he was in high school that he couldn't go beyond high school. He was also told in college that he may not, um, you know, be a top pick in the NBA or, you know, he, et cetera, you know, maybe a very different story for him. And he was picked number three. And even though that's kind of a top pick, obviously, it's also not one or two. Right. (laughs) And so to a lot of people would be like, what do you mean? Michael Jordan wasn't the number one pick. Right. Because, you know, Michael Jordan now, not way back when. Every time he was told he was not good enough, he practiced harder and more consistently. And that's why he became one of the greatest players of all time history and like will transcend time. That's why he could defy gravity in the air. Right? Innate talent is good, but practice is better. He showed up over and over and over and over again. And, you know, uh, another really great example is Kobe Bryant. Now, he did have a lot of innate talent. He was recruited recruited out of high school. What separated Kobe, and it was interesting because there was an interview uh, by, uh, 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 well, an interview that I watched online, and... Um, where he was asked about why he doesn't pass the ball as much as he, you know, could. (laughs) 
And it was so key because a lot of people thought Kobe was being an asshole. And it wasn't that. He would say, it's very simple. I rely on myself. He's like, because I know the outcome. Um, And this is actually, you know, this is one of my, my second point, which is talent is a gift, but repetition and consistency are predictable. And what I mean by that is, and what he meant by that was, he said, I show up at 3 a.m. and I'm on the court practicing. When my teammates come, they come right on time to practice or maybe a couple minutes late and they leave right after practice is over. They go home um, after games. They're celebrating. They go out. You know, they might be at bars. They might be, you know, um, at different places. Um, he's like, I can't rely on them. <laughs> right. He's like, now he had some teammates that he could. He had some teammates that that they could. He goes, but I know inevitably that if it comes, if the shot comes down to the the last second, out of them or me, the most likely chance of that shot being made is going to be by me. Now, this isn't to subtract from having teammates, which I've talked about, nor is to subtract of having a really great coach, which you know is also part of the process. You know, because um, having a coach see all your blind spots and helping you with your practice, that's still a championship dynamic. You still need other people. But what he was really referring to is that if we have to look at predictability, my repetition and consistency reign supreme. He knew most likely what was going to happen if he took the shot based on the fact that his other teammates didn't practice as much as he did, nor take the game as serious as he did. In a lot of ways, they either took it as a job because they were really good, but he took it as a job. You know, it was good talent, but... You know, they weren't constantly trying to master the way he was. So his thoughts were, he's like, it's not that I don't want to pass them. It's that I know I'm more likely to make the shot. Predictability. So I say talent is a gift, but repetition and consistency are predictable. The third thing is to truly understand anything. You must also understand who you become in the process. It's not just 10,000 hours for your... um, you know, skill in something and becoming a, a, a true champion in it. You actually also, it's about who you become in that process. How do you pivot? How do you make changes? How do you handle rejections? How do you handle missteps? How do you handle glass ceilings? How do you handle, um, you know, change when you know that what got you here won't get you there? How do, you know, when I say pivots and changes, it's like it, there's so many new levels to each area. Like, okay, I've mastered this level, but uh, there's more. There's, that's what I mean by glass ceilings. And then you have to get into your mindset and have a whole other relationship with, okay, I got here, but I need to make a change. What has to happen next? What don't I know? You have to stay in humility like you wouldn't believe, while at the same time, be completely confident in your abilities to keep going and to be the best. So on one hand, that, you know, it's like very Socrates. I know that which I don't know, everything, (laughs) right? (laughs) Because as as you continue to learn more, there's that much more that you don't know. And on the other hand, you have to be like, I'm the greatest warrior there had ever existed, right? It's, it, it's two very beautifully 
um, paradoxical concepts. Confidence to know that you are the person that no matter what can do it all, like do be be the champion, and humility to know that which you don't know, which is still a lot of everything. Nothing, right? <laughs> so if that's confusing, sorry about that. But so the 10,000 hours is also about who you become in that process. And, you know, I, I'll finish with this. You know, I said that when you're committed to the process, your skills aren't the only thing that increase in value. So do you. This is a very, very big deal. Worthiness, value, confidence. Worthiness and value have always been in you. But when you are committed to the process and you are building upon it, that breeds confidence. Right? Worthiness and value, you were born with it. Cultivating it, working on it, in, incorporating it and um, practicing it, that builds confidence. When you do that, right? Whew, your value is exponentially understood by others. Whether they want to admit it or not. You also understand how to handle conflict and distractions. You understand the space in which you're playing. You understand the trends that are happening. You understand all the skills that go into what you're doing. Um, you also know what happens what if, if you short the, shortcut the process, right? I, at this point, especially from being in digital my whole life, it's so interesting. I know how to vet the best talent. I know who to go to for what. Um, if it's not me, I know who to use for that specific thing. And I can actually tell you what's going to happen to your business if you, you know, how and how you make your decision um, for anything digital related. And by the way, digital like business is everything in the business world brought into the digital. So it's not like just, you know, <laughs> the internet and some social media. Like it's, I, but I, I've seen it so many different times in the past with clients um, where, you know, oh, this is how we want to do it. I'm like, this is what's going to happen. You know, I watched my father do that um, uh, when he was in business and, you know, he was a lawyer and it was interesting to watch. He could predict pretty much every single outcome. He knew the judges. He knew um, what they stood for, their values and principles. He knew the law. He knew um, typically how rulings would go in a certain way, depending on the circumstances. He just knew. I mean, you know, you're in it for 40 years. You're going to you're going to know more, most likely what's going to happen. And so you could say, oh, if you do that, this is what's going to happen. Oh, if you shortcut the process here, here's what's going to happen. You just know. You just know. The longer you're in something, right, the greater the, the knowledge of um, time spent in that lane, right? And so committed to the process, your skills aren't the only thing that increase in value. So do you. Your value is always there, but you now exhibit a whole other level of value that you need to own, and the reason why I say you need to own that, that value and that worthiness is because you can't allow yourself to get flustered by everybody else that comes at you that A, either needs what you have to provide, B, is trying to play in the same you know, uh, field as you, but is wanting to know, you know, whatever it might be, you get to calmly hold your head high 
and hold to a more grounded, confident level because you know, inevitably, like I know this is, can happen, I know that can happen. It doesn't mean that you know every outcome. It just means that you can move differently because of your long range time committed to the process. Your value becomes very much on display the longer you are in something. Honor it. Respect your value. Respect it in the beginning. Humbly. <laughs> you will always respect your value, but, you know, always respect the fact that, you know, you have to put in the time. As Mr. B said, 10,000 hours is just the start. So I wanted you to um, think about how, in some cases, talent obviously helps. But as proven by Michael Jordan... It's not always about talent. In fact, the, the 10,000 hours really is about consistency and repetition. Putting that in over and over and over and over again will tell you most likely what's going to happen. If you work out on your body over and over and over and over again, you know the results. If you work out on your business, work on your business, you know the results you know, one way or another. You, you know it. You know the results. You know you're going to win. Yes, it may take time. You know you're going to win. You work on your relationships, you're going to win. If you are consistently working on anything that is worth something to you, you are going to win. That's what 10,000 hours means. And I like that Mr. B said 10,000 hours is just the start because, hey, now you're in the sweet spot. <laughs> Keep going. Now see how much further you can take it. How can you transcend time, not trends, right? Thank you guys for listening. As always, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Please leave a written review on Apple. I know you're about to hear it in the end credits, but it means a lot to me and spreading the awareness of the show. Uh, I truly appreciate you guys. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in. And you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.